This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. It's long been said that a true bull market is led by the nearbys, and that's been the case since last summer. So what's going on? Two things are in play. First, there's spread unwinding. For months, spread traders have been buying the front months and selling the defers to the point that there's no carry whatsoever on the board. Even after losses, Maycorn was carrying a considerable premium to July, when a normal carry to coverage cost would be the reverse. Old crop basis remains very strong, so there's no evidence of sagging fundamental demand. Second, last week's prospective plantings report passed the baton from old crop to new crop as we head into the planting and growing season. It's a similar story for soybeans in that there's no carry whatsoever. May soybeans have a 40 cent premium to August, and that's what's up from last week. May led the way with gains despite selling in corn, which suggests to me that users for both crops are bidding for acres. Today's action shows soybean users the strongest bidders. USDA resumed its weekly crop progress and condition reports after taking a winter hiatus from last November. Assessing the 18 major winter wheat states that accounts for nearly 90% of production, the first assessment for 2021 showed 53% of winter wheat rated good to excellent. That's an improvement from the 46% rated good to excellent when reports were ended last November, but down from 62% of last year's crop rated good to excellent a year ago. At the other end of the scale, yesterday's report rated 16% of the crop poor to very poor. That's a slight improvement from 18% rated poor to very poor in November, but a tad worse than a year ago when the first report showed only 9% poor to very poor. We are particularly focused on the poor to very poor percentages in soft red winter wheat states where full season soybeans are an option to double cropping when the wheat stands are iffy at best and new crop soybean prices very profitable. The percentages rated poor to very poor in Illinois were 9%, Indiana 5%, Missouri 6%, Michigan 6%, Ohio 3%, and North Carolina 21%. Our point is that soybean users may not just be bidding acres away from corn, but these iffy winter wheat acres as well. As for spring wheat, yesterday's report showed seeding in the top six states 3% complete, the same as last year and just a tad above the five-year average of 2% planted this early. Another observation from the week's crop progress report was the state-by-state assessments of both topsoil and subsoil moisture reserves. It's an important clue to whether odds favor trend yields, subtrend yields, or bumper crop yields as we head into planting season. Without some very timely rains in key states, even trend line yields are no sure thing. On the hogs, the uptrends are intact on daily, weekly, and monthly charts, but June did suffer a downside reversal after poking to new highs. That's not surprising, however, as we are due for a correction with Easter featuring ending at retail counters and the second quarter downturn in slaughter still a couple of weeks off. Cutoff values could set back a bit as well. But let's remember at $1.10 plus, they're up 86% from a year ago this time. Funds added another 2017 contracts to their collective positions for the most recent reporting week. However, even at a lofty 78000 they're well short of the record highs of 98,000, and managers are keenly aware this quarter will bring smaller supplies. A downward correction shows first support at $1.04 for the June, but it could even correct to $1.02 without breaking its long-term uptrend line. 
on cattle. The uptrends are intact on daily, weekly, and monthly charts after solid gains. The weekly chart poked through overhead resistance at 121, but the monthly chart shows overhead resistance at 122 that we need to bust through to clear the way to the next long-term resistance at 125. We're confident that will happen because we should start to see retail featuring shift to beef as pork gets pricier. Beef exports slowed just a bit last week, but that's hardly alarming since we've been at a record pace, hitting over 441,000 tons so far this year. That's up 25% from a year ago and compares to a five-year average of just 294,000 tons at this point in the year. On the fund side, the collective net long position surged another 3,700 contracts last week to just over 83,000. However, that's far from the record net long for funds, which currently stands nearly twice that level at just under 155,000 contracts. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 